I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? of our subject even thought about what a computer was probably not let me ask you is there subject in civilization six yeah okay what are the perks uh oh he's got a nice domination perks he got two unique units um every time he conquers a city he gets a great person points i think great person points oh yeah he's a dommy daddy Oh yeah, big Dommy Daddy. I think he's been in almost every. I would, I would gamble on the fact that he's probably been on every civilization. I think he, they skipped him once. Okay. And there was enough backlash where they're like, "What the fuck?" And that's when they made him. Um, they moved him from Greek to Macedonian. Because uh. it used to be that Alex led the Greek civilization, and they were like, "But he conquered the Greeks, so maybe we should have like Pericles mm. or." You know, one of the other Greeks that actually was from Athens lead the Athens civilization. <laughs> or Deanna Troy from Star Trek. Or her. Yeah. You're right. Can't yeah. ignore that. Or uh, Johnny Sins of the universe. <laughs> That's <laughs> could, the new civilization, the he universe. Can rule Johnny them all. Sins is the leader. Yeah. Good for him. Welcome to Roast Mortem, everyone. Coming in hot. Talk about computers. A man mm-hmm. who did it all. Part yeah. two. Alexander the Great, get on it. That's awesome. My name is Tom. I am Travis. And I'm Connor. That's my dog. Oh, look at you guys with dogs. I'm going to have my cat start meowing in the microphone. Hold on. Well, Keep talking without me. Well, that was just Dahlia saying, and I'm Dahlia. So I feel like we, she wanted to join in on this yeah. episode. She's like, we're talking about people that are conquering. And I know Dahlia likes to conquer the pepperoni that I oh. accidentally left on the floor. She likes to conquer all sorts of deli meats. Just yeah. gobbling them up. Anything that falls on the floor. That's her MO. I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but Greek people and Italian people are a lot like dogs. They both <laughs> will eat uh, deli meats off the floor. Does that mean I'm Greek and Italian? Because I also do that. Yeah, I am too. I think we all have a little bit of Roman, right? All roads we're lead all, to Rome. Yeah, you we're know, all humanities stuff. people because we all will eat deli meats that fall on the ground. It's true. There's yeah. no such thing as fives when it comes to deli meats. It just, just pick it up. Just meat. There's yeah. enough salt in it. It's, it's a five-hour rule when it goes to deli meats. Speaking anyway. of the five-hour rule, how was your weekend, Travis? Mm. My weekend has been all right. I am still getting settled. I got a lot of trinkets. I've realized I got a lot of trinkets. I got a lot of uh, shit. <laughs> Garbage. Like, for example, this Taco Bell bullet. Um, shotgun shell thing. I have this. <laughs> is it a shot glass? Oh, it's a it's, container. It's for golf balls, but it's in the shape of a shotgun shell, and it's got Taco Bell on it. What? Yeah, that's for weed. <laughs> yeah. Do you have just like a bunch of one-offs, like prototypes? Dude, I just got a lot of things. There's Justin's tape, a buddy oh, Justin's good. tape. It's got so many things floating around. I'm just trying to get it all away. Also, been speaking of whey, I've been drinking whey juice. Oh, how does your butt stink? 
Oh, my butt has some stinky smells coming out of it. I didn't know that was a side effect, but it is. But my butt has always had stinky smells because I basically treat my body like a garbage. Tom, mm. how was your week? It's great, really great <laughs> thus far. Um, little hungover today. I did a day drinking event yesterday that was impromptu with the wife and some of her friends, and um. I don't remember a lot of yesterday, but I started at noon for oh, no imp- reason. Impromptu day drinking is one of the most f- in, like dangerous forms of drinking. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I thought the same thing. Actually, I cracked my first berry at like 1130. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. And if you don't plan for that, like when you woke up that morning, it's just a different, it's a different experience. Yeah, I was a vicious animal yesterday. <laughs> so I'm recovering today. My butt's mad at me. Um, and that's all I got so far. It's the uh, only right. thing worth talking about. Connor, what's so, happening? Yeah, so Connor, uh, we've had two bad buttholes so far. Let's make it the trifecta I'll, here. No, I'll avoid the bad butthole. <gasps> um, Friday had a great Dungeons and Dragons session. Nice. So lots of fun, you know. Slayed some monsters, some werewolves. Uh, got to do some cool tricks. It was fun. Wait, so they added, like, Tony Hawk tricks in the Dungeons & Dragons? Is that what you're telling well, me? In a way, yes, because my friend who's playing an orc monk, um, he's got, like, a bunch of athletics feats. So he ran 30 feet and then jumped over, Evil Knievel style, uh, a bunch of dead horses to try and kick a guy in the face, and instead he missed and overshot him by, like, 10 feet. <laughs> Dude, they need to add. But like it was a, rad as hell. Yeah, they have to add like a just skip it. Like you do the orc skatamancer or something, and he just yeah. kick flips at people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, actually, actually, that does remind me. Yesterday, some of my, some of the people we were hanging out with were friends of friends, and they were all talking Dungeons and Dragons. And then when we needed a change of subject, they went into Star Wars. And then the following thing was Lord of the Rings. Mm. So. We did break off from some of those people. Yeah, I'd skip the second part of that conversation. First and thirds, I'm interested. Well, yeah. they kept talking about this stuff, like, and looking at me as if I would connect in some way, and I just would be like, do you guys, do you guys know what the Federal Reserve is? <laughs> you you guys... talk about Jerome Powell? Yeah. One of the girls, though, I forgot her name. She's very sweet. She's, she was telling this crazy stuff. She works in um, the county medical examiner. So she like she like liquefies liquefies brains and like looks Ooh. in the Microsoft just like telling all these stories and like what she knew about the Long Island serial killer. That was pretty cool. Yeah, but then she was like, Would you totally fuck C three PO? I mean, I think he's kinda hot, dude. Her husband her husband looked just like C three PO. And he looked uh-huh. like yeah, he, he's he painted looked, gold. He was like, uh if you were to make him into a real boy, Pinocchio style, that's what you're dealing with. <laughs> Nice yeah, guy, if, little stiff in the elbows. If if C three PO was in that position, you know his dick would grow, not his nose. Yeah, that's true. Oh my, I'm so not horny. Oh, it keeps getting unhornier. <laughs> I'm proficient in thirty seven million boners. <laughs> oh, Star Wars is so lame. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, let's let's find out what happens next. Yeah, let's talk about the Star Wars of the ancient world. <laughs> let's let's talk about him. So where we left off, um, Olympias had gotten a lightning bolt strike in her womb, 
Now she's ready to give birth to a baby boy. Right. So Philip has the, been king for two years. Oh, sorry, Trance. I was gonna say this is a roast mortem first. We're we're well, no, this is a roast mortem usual. We've done a whole episode on someone who has not even been born yet. Yes, but now <laughs> the baby boy, the star of the attraction, the man of the hour is here. Yeah. Uh, so Philip has been king for two years at this point. He's probably in his mid twenties, still working to secure the Macedonian kingdom. Remember, they're still backwater. Not really important at all. He's trying to show how important he is, though. And while he's on campaign with his new army that he's taken out for test runs, he receives three messages in one day, all one after another. The first, his loyal general, Parmenion, has defeated the Illyrians in battle. Great news. The second, the horse that he entered into the Olympic Games, because they still have the Olympic Games then, has achieved victory. And finally, and most importantly, his baby son had been born and was in good health. And that's why uh, Olympias becomes Olympias, is because Alex is, <coughs> excuse me, born on the same day that Philip wins the Olympic Games. All right. What, what was the horse's name? Like, uh, Thigh Biscuit? Uh, we don't know, but we'll talk about a different horse's name soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so don't right. you worry. All right. Uh, so let's, let's talk about Alexander's looks. What does this little boy look like? Apparently all his life. He's known for his good looks. He's got lush blonde hair, and he has heterochromatic eyes. So one is a dark brown, and the other is a piercing gray-blue. Oh, very yeah. nice. Um, a lot of people think David Bowie had that. It's not true. For real? It was a different no? condition. Um, yeah, his, the size of his pupils were just different. So the lighting oh. looked different. Our buddy Andrew has that. I thought that David Bowie just had pink eye constantly. <laughs> he did have pink eye a lot. Well, the, and because he was really good at like you know kind of resting himself on an ottoman upside down and just shooting one off into an eye. You know that's kind of what yeah, he was into. Yeah. It's part of his art. Yeah. What he made called him great. The, he called it the dark crystal or the labyrinth. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stare into my labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> so we know, uh, growing up in the court hole, court, um, you know, the royal court of Pella, which is the capital of Macedonia. He's going to get the best education money can buy. Philip is starting to get fabulously wealthy at this point because he's just conquered a bunch of gold mines. Literal gold mines, not like uh, Bitcoin in 2010. Uh, pardon me. What? <laughs> what kind of analogy is that? Those don't make any sense. Continue, though. Well, well also, he's got a great horse, too. You can make a lot of money on ponies. Horse. Yeah, he's make making money, money on the ponies. ponies. Um, his first tutor is this guy named Leonidas, not that Leonidas. This is Spartacus! There's about 20 names in the ancient Greek world, so we're going to see him repeat a lot. Not I am Leonidas. a nerd teacher! <laughs> not ripped Leonidas, fat Leonidas. Yeah, Yeah. well, I, I get the feeling that this guy was like rail thin because he's a bit disciplinarian, so I feel oh. like he's like that skinny, cronish guy. Uh, mm. Even worse. Yeah, I like Fat Leonidas because he's a good time to party with. Skinny one right. just looks like he wants something from you. Yeah. <laughs> and what does he want from Alexander? Well, he wants Alexander to stop offering so much um, frankincense during the sacrifices to the gods. Because that was a big thing. It was like burning the incense. And Leonidas is like, don't use so much, all right? Um, he apparently tells him, quote, once you have conquered the lands that produce this spice, you can be as extravagant as you like. And uh, this is skipping ahead about 15 years, but Alexander does conquer the lands that produce that spice. Uh, Leonidas is still alive, so he sends um, roughly two tons of the spice back to Leonidas, which is like <laughs> literally the equivalent of like a billion dollars. 
and says with, with the note that says, I have sent you plenty of mirror and frankincense so that from now on you don't need to be mean to the gods any longer. It's <laughs> like a weird. Oh, that's a good. It's a, boy we're dealing with. It's a prank. That's a flex, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. At like seven years old, he's like, I'm never going to forget this moment and I'm going to rub it in your face later. What exactly does frankincense smell? I don't think I've ever smelled it. Do you, have you guys? I don't know. I'm going to say. Because it's the ancient world, it probably smelled like a nursing home. Like the, the cleaning spray oh. that they put in a nursing home. Oh, uh, the gr- green soap. Yeah, like real yeah, green soap. He'll be like, yeah, this I is mean, for the gods. So I bought the same cologne that, uh, that uh, JFK used to wear, and it smells like a funeral parlor. Like, this is how people like to smell back then. I don't know, when you're dead, he you want to smell your best. he was stiff as a board. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so another story from Alexander's young life. Um, when he's about eight or nine, he's with his father, Philip, in Thessaly, which is known for its high-quality horses. They're going to buy some horses. Um, there's a seller trying to show this one particular horse. It has an ox head uh, brand on its rump, and that'll be important because that's what its name is going to be. Um, and it's very rambunctious. It's none of the handlers can get a hold of it. Everyone, it's running around. It's trying to kick people. And Philip's like, "Yeah, I don't want that horse." And Alexander, he's like, "No, no, no! Everyone's just doing a poor job of raising that horse." Remember, he's like a nine-year-old kid. Uh, and his father's like, "Do you think you actually know better than your elders, really?" Um, and he says, "If you think you're so much better, then you tame the horse. And if you do, you have to pay for it." So Alexander walks over. And he recognized that the horse was just afraid of its shadow, so he just points him at the sun. Horse calms down. Alex jumps up, starts riding around, and circles around everybody. Uh, a Corinthian named Demaritus notices this and is like, that's awesome. I'll buy the horse for you guys. You guys are cool. What, what does that mean? Firstly, he's eight or nine, okay? Yeah, yeah. What does that mean? You have to buy it with your allowance money. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking Prince about? Prince of Macedonia. Yeah. <laughs> he's not, like, running newspapers. He's no, like, it's like sell one of your slaves to pay for this horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you'll well, I'll get you another slave for Christmas. Don't matter. Yeah, I'm imagining like the Alan Jackson equivalent of this. Like his son is like, I really want that Kawasaki jet ski. He's like, you can't <laughs> handle that Kawasaki jet ski, son. He's like, well, here's the thing. Me. Here's the thing about watch that jet learn. ski. <laughs> if you're gonna use it to be water skiing, you best be wearing jeans. <laughs> yeah. God, I love that music video so much. Oh, Chattahoochee, <laughs> man. Want to live it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this Corinthian, Demaritus, he buys the horse. Um, he'll come around in our story again later because Alexander, just like he never forgets his tutor slighting him, he'll never forget someone displaying some loyalty and compassion to him as well. So he names the horse Bucephalus, which means ox head. Now this horse and Alexander would, it would be with Alexander on all of his adventures. When Alexander, 30 years later, is reaching the Indus River in India, He's on the back of Bucephalus. So, wow. So yeah. this is probably made up is what you're saying. In a way, yeah. But at the same time, we know that Bucephalus was Alexander's horse from childhood until India. Because when he dies in India, he builds a city in India after his horse. All right. Oh. Yeah. So we do know that he had a horse like throughout childhood, but it was probably just like his horse Bucephalus. There probably wasn't this crazy story of this being afraid of the sun. Yeah, like the horse had never turned east before in the <laughs> afternoon. You know, like, right. uh, just don't look at the sun, you fucking idiot. Like, how is it going around kicking people and not turning a little bit and be like, oh, thank God. Yeah. I feel grounded. 
that explains uh, the town in Georgia named uh, Python Water. <laughs> That's what they named the jet ski. And that blew up in a cr- violent crash. Oh, Python yeah. Water. Yeah. That's a cool name. Dude, that's what I shoot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, Alexander's getting the best education money can buy, like I said. Um, He's also, while his dad is off, you know, fighting tribesmen, he's the one who's at court receiving the foreign diplomats from Athens, Sparta, Thebes, and even from Persia. So the Persian Empire is sending emissaries to Macedonia, and who's there but little 10-year-old Alexander. Uh, he constantly is asking about Cyrus the Great, the founder, because he's like, I want to be a modern day Cyrus. I want to conquer all those lands and found a great empire. And they're like, uh, easy, you're 10. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Philip and Olympias, they loved their son, but they had two big reservations about him and that they were very worried about. The first, he is violent and impulsive and has little restraint whenever he gets upset. <laughs> I.e. in ancient Greek, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't this every uh, rich kid? Pretty much, right? Yeah. Violent, violent, impulsive, and always wants his way a little spoiled. Yeah, if you always have gushers available and endless Six Flags money, you're going to have a kid who's a little violent and impulsive. We, yeah. we never saw the behind the scenes on the movie Blank Check where he just raped and killed. <laughs> yeah. That's how that movie ended. How it really <laughs> ended. Yeah. Yeah. Brian <laughs> Brian Bunzall, right? They, what a what a champion! Is that the kid? <laughs> yeah, that was the name of the actor. Oh well, let's get back to the other guy, and maybe we'll cast him as Alexander the Great as the wash up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what are any good parents going to do to help their child who's like this? Well, they're going to go around find the best philosopher they can, Aristotle, and pay him to basically set up a boarding school for Alexander and all of the other noble boys. Um. <clears throat> So yeah, Aristotle becomes Alexander's personal tutor, and he's also tutoring all of the other Macedonian um, kids that are Alexander's age, and these are going to be Alexander's best friends for the rest of his life. These guys are going to come with him to war for the next 30 years, basically. And Aristotle started the clothing line, right? Yeah. (laughs) Right next to the Banana Republic? Yeah, the name's gotten warped over the the centuries, but... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so these are the, um, the companion cavalry. This is where the companions come from. They're just hanging out in boarding school off in the woods. Sounds like England. I don't know. It's kind of. Most of England came from, what's the name of the, the Eaton. Eaton. Yeah, it's yeah. very much like Eaton. Yeah. <laughs> um, of these, Alexander would have one best boy. That was Hephaestion. They would be best friends forever and probably a little bit more than best friends forever. They constantly would refer to themselves as Achilles and Patroclus. Any of you who know the Iliad know the connotations that go along with it. Basically, these guys are boyfriends. The kiss on the mouth? Oh, yeah. Oh, Big that's time. cool. Best Ooh. friends. That's what best friends do, Tom. How come we don't kiss on the mouth? I don't know, man. You're so far away now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> guys, and you e-kisses? <laughs> Yeah, you know what? When now you come back over, over here, we're gonna we're gonna start acting like those guys in the Middle East that walk around with hooked pinkies. <laughs> you ever see that? Yeah, yeah. For some reason, the, the most conservative places in the world, like best friends, dude friends, just hold each other's pinkies and walk around. It's the weirdest well, just, thing. I'm just gonna say, 
Tom, our text messages are going to have a lot more winky face, hearts, and eggplants involved. <laughs> Moving This forward. is how best friends do it. I like it. I like being best friends. <laughs> yeah. Now, which of you would be the Achilles and which one of you is the Patroclus? <laughs> I have very weak ankles. So. <laughs> I guess I'm the All one right. I can't pronounce. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you Patty. Just do, just do Patty. Call me Patty. <laughs> Um, so even historians today still think that, like, part of the reason why the cavalry of Macedonia was so effective was because of this fact that they all grew up together and were best friends. Because, you know, even frontline soldiers today always say, like, no, I'm not fighting for any sort of patriotism or value, I'm fighting for my buddy next to me. And that was very true of these guys, rather than just being randomly thrown together armies, like most of the ancient armies were. Right. Right hmm. now, now, will like conservative historians be like, "No, nah, I weren't gay at all. Like, they just they're buddies." Yeah, they were just pals. War, yeah. Have you was... had a pal in war? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, they also have been. They've sucked a few guys off in college just because yeah. they're pals. Yeah, yeah. just for pals. It's, it's not gay. A, it's how you yeah. handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aristotle is also teaching Alexander the Iliad. Um, that's the epic on Troy. This is something that Alexander basically treats as his own personal Bible and guidebook and tactics on how to fight wars. It's his everything, kind of. Uh, his favorite line is the quote, he has two things, a good king and a mighty spearman too. Kind of shows you where Alexander's priorities lie. Okay. Spearing dudes. <laughs> well, <laughs> that kind of leads us to the second uh, reservation his parents were very worried about. I said there were two. The first is impulsive nature. The second <clears throat> is not that he might be interested in boys. It's that he doesn't really seem to care about sex with anyone at all. That's gay. <laughs> now that's, this, is, that's... this is the real, this is freak shit for them. They're like, what do you mean you're not, you don't care about sex? Look at all these beautiful boys and girls that want to have sex with you, Alexander. Oh, wow. Yeah, There's... check out check out these thighs, dude. Check out these Man. thighs. I've been working leg day every day for this guy over here. Aren't you interested, Alex? The non-interested were the oppressed of yesteryear. Yeah. And Alex is like, no, I don't really care. Um, it's reported that he said that sleep and sex more than anything remind him of his mortality. And this is a guy who wants to be immortal. So if sleeping and sex makes you remember that you're going to die one day, that's no good. Don't want any of that. It's a lot of Kellogg's and ice baths. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like... Alright, I get that sentiment with sleep, right? Because you, you can't do anything. But, like, mm. the sex part... Like, is that just, like, like how bimbos that, like, get roofied all the time at, like, sleazy clubs feel? Like, I don't know, like... How do you mean? Like, I'm awake when I have sex, usually. I understand... Like, I'm alive. Oh, you're talking about... Yeah. Well... You you think that he roofied himself every time he? That's was what I'm thinking. I'm oh, thinking. he was roofing yeah. himself. Maybe. Interesting take. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. We'll have to consult someone. Where's that? Yeah. What was that book you read about f thigh fucking? It's the this book, oh, the okay. Alexander book. Awesome. <laughs> we'll refer back to that at some point. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we can like refer to one of our uh, Supreme Court justices on roofing people or something. I don't know. He seems to be an expert. Yeah. Um, so yeah, his parents, you know, for the first problem, they bring in Aristotle. They bring in, you know, the best philosopher around. So what do they do with the son who doesn't really seem to care about sex? Well, they go to Thessaly and hire a hot prostitute named Calixena. And both of them are basically like, Alex, look at this beautiful prostitute we hired. Don't you want to have sex with her right here, right now? And, you know, that's a little awkward, I think, when your parents are buying you a prostitute. Yeah. 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 
So they constantly pester him to do it, um, but he's like, no, thank you. Please leave me alone. I, that probably falls into the category of like whatever your parents are doing is the dumbest shit in the world when you're like yeah. 13 years old. <laughs> Yeah. So if they're like, yo, bang hot chicks, you'd be like, hell no. Wow, y'all I want to read the Iliad with my pals. In the terms of ancient Greece, y'all are corny as fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk to snakes, mom. Stop. I want to read my book about cleaning rooms. They buy all that, buy all that, that expensive horror for him. He's just like, base, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So now we're getting out of his early childhood. Now he's 16. It's 340 BC, and Philip appoints Alexander as his regent while he embarks on another major military campaign in Thrace. Um, his dad has now been conquering lands for the last 16 years. He's, it's going well. Macedonia is now probably like the single most powerful entity in the Greek world, but still, the Greek world is small, so it doesn't really mean much. Um, and Alexander's complaining to everybody who's around that there's nothing going to be left to be conquered when I'm king. What's going to be around for me to conquer? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so wait, do, uh, uh, what happened to... Wait, sorry. Did I just miss this completely? It's early in the morning. We're recording this as an early morning roast. Yeah, true. What happened to uh, to Athens? Or they just got blasted by the Persians? Oh, They're so out of it? Athens had been beaten by Sparta about 100 years or ago. Sparta, yeah. They were on the rise again. Like They're now back to being a major player. But it's such small world politics that, like, yeah, Athens is a major player, but right now Macedonia is, like, the bigger player to them. But mm. all of them are much, much smaller than Persia. Like, Persia is still a vast, vast empire. Gotcha. These guys are controlling lands of, like, a couple million people. Or a million people would be a lot. And Persia's right. got, like, 55 million people in its borders. Damn. Dude, this is what happens to brainy boys. They just fall behind. They're using yeah. their brain too much. Look at fucking Albert Einstein. He didn't do shit his entire life. Everyone's like, disappointment. <laughs> fucking yeah. boring. What a fucking brainy nerd, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Loved your cousin and shit. <laughs> yeah, so it's like uh, Macedonia and Thebes are, like, the two biggest power players, with Athens and Sparta as, like, secondary. All right, with the Theban band. Yeah, the Theban band is still the most feared military around. But that's going to change right here. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. but so Philip had done this not just with conquering an army. He'd also married a wife basically every time he conquered a small thing, or he'd just marry people to bring more kingdoms under his rule. Um, and he's also bribing everyone. He's got a boatload of money, and he's very generous with it to say, like, here, I'll give you a 10,000 talents of silver if you pay me taxes for the next five years. So he's rolling it. Now Philip sees his chance to conquer, not conquer, but take over power in Greece itself. There is a war going on called the Sacred War. It's between Thebes and the city of Phocis, and basically they're fighting over control of the Oracle of Delphi, which is a big religious symbol in Greece, or Hellas. Um, and after suffering an early setback, Philip crushes the Phocian forces, and now he controls the Oracle of Delphi. And all of Hellas kind of sees, oh shit, he's getting way too powerful for any of us to deal with. There you go. You're uh, out there bickering over who gets the Oracle, and you get fucked yeah. by a guy named Phil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just got that, that high-ass commune of hippie chicks now under your control. Yeah. That's pretty much what the, the oracle is, right? It's just yeah, it's just like a 16-year-old girl yeah. 
tripping on mushrooms and berries and then screaming out gibberish and then you say i think that the third sentence she said applies to me so that's right it's it's pretty crazy how you know we had a war we have a war going on now it's like we control the, the 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 nuclear power plants and missiles and everything Back then, we got the hippie chick that's fucking yeah. tripping. Dude, that's huge. That's huge. We got, that, how, we got the that, hippie chick. <laughs> how, how is anyone going to survive now that they have the hippie chick? Yeah, that's what that's the type of shit they're fighting over. Uh, yeah. So dumb. You or know, even, like, they've got great horses. They've got great grasslands there. Yeah. History is so fucking stupid. I can't believe what's been going on for the past ever. Yeah. It's going to get wilder. Good. Um, so, like we were talking about, Athens is on the way up again, mainly because of its maritime ability. So it kind of had just given up on being a land power and is like, we're just going to have the best navy in, in the area. Um, Thebes has the land power, and the two of them had long been enemies, but now they're realizing we can't stand on our own against Macedonia, so we should work together. So for the first time, basically, since the Persians invaded 130 years ago, the Hellenes are all uniting to face the Macedonian threat. Okay. Um, so Philip makes his move. He invades Thebes, and at the Battle of Caeronea, I don't even know how to possibly pronounce it, Alexander is 18 years old and finally commanding military units for the first time. Not only is he doing this for the first time, opposite the field from him and his buddies in the cavalry, is the sacred band of Thebes, the legendary soldiers of Hellas. Mm, okay, so let's say if he wasn't sexually excited before this moment, he's now, very sexually excited now. Yeah. There's he, a bunch of hot couples with spears. And it's he more, spears. he's turned on by the battle. He's like, yeah. I got a boner for battle. Yeah. I'm ready to fight and feel blood pouring down on me, but not my blood. Right. And semen. Yeah. Oh, and that too, because I'll be slicing high and low. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's also like a man. Like imagine you're 18 years old and it's your first boxing match, and you're facing 22 year old Mike Tyson. That's kind of what we're looking at right here. Oh, that's that's fun. Yeah. So the battle starts. Um, a gap opens in the Allied Hellenic line in the Thebes Theban band. They're kind of getting pushed around. And Alexander leads a decisive cavalry charge. They slaughter most, if not all, of the members of the Sacred Band of Thebes. And Philip wins the day. He is now the power in all of Hellas and Macedonia and the Northern Balkans, basically. It's fucking tight. Yeah. Dude, so what sick. are you talking about? Like, you just committed a hate crime. Well, they bury them with respect. They bury them all okay. together. All right. They even right. paired the couples together. And they found oh, okay. that gravesite recently. Um, oh. like Ten years ago or something, they found the gravesite of the Sacred Band of Thebes. I would love to watch some documentary about that. Um, kind of like, you know, guy out in this this burial ground going like, this is the gayest burial ground <laughs> ever. <laughs> and not disrespectfully, just stating as true. I mean, like, the, the power that these men felt for each other, the, yeah. the thrusting, and the, yeah. the sword thrusting and penis thrusting. That they both uh, camarader uh, commiserated over. They yes, they slaughtered many men together yes. and then made love in the morning after. I know the perfect <laughs> guy to host that. Have you ever seen the dude Mike Loads? 
Uh, no. He's on like a lot of the History Channels things. He's this British guy. <laughs> he's bald, and he's just like, whenever they need like a weapons expert, like this is how you use a lance. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's Mike Loads. Really? Yeah, and, and yeah, he just Mike shoots loads, loads all over this battlefield. God. I thought they were going to be like, oh, it's Johnny Sin's uh, persona. <laughs> no, this is a legitimate like TV historian, weapons expert. Connor, <laughs> wow. you, had a, you had a setup before, and I don't think you realized it, but you said something along the lines of like, these men slaughtered so many. They also <laughs> killed people. <laughs> Slay! It is pretty crazy. I said it last yeah. episode. If you get that gay army together, you want to talk about the camaraderie we were talking about before? Oh, these are my schoolhood friends? I bone this guy regularly. You're not touching him. That's why they were so effective. Yeah. They were, that's what, they were the best fighting force ever until Alexander and his best friends came along. I think the army needs to do it and just not only don't ask, only be asking. Yeah, that's why we lost Vietnam. And like, <laughs> it's because we got rid of the World War II. Hey, guys, just keep sucking each other's dicks as you're fighting, all right? Yeah. yeah. Make this happen. Stay great yeah. and all that stuff. You can make yeah. gays hate communism. It's true. Yeah, look at Roy Cohn. <laughs> <laughs> Hated it. Anyway, enough of that. All right. So, um, Alexander, he's 18 years old. He just won his first battle. Now, people, and this is still a good debate, it's Philip's victory. This is Philip's victory. But there are a lot of people that are, hey, Alexander, the boy king, boy wonder, well, he's not king yet, boy wonder, he's the one who led the decisive uh, charge, he's the one who really earned this victory. So there's a little sign of tension between father and son, you know? Who's, who's winning the campaigns? Who wants this to lead the army kind of thing? Um, so in the afterglow of victory, Philip displays some benevolence to the defeated Athenians. He's like, you can still rule your city, just pay me tribute. Um, like I said, he buries everyone respectfully. And now he forms what's called the League of Corinth because he's got bigger plans. Philip's plan is to unite all of the Hellenic cities and let's get revenge against the Persians for conquering us all those years ago. Nice. All right? Yeah. yeah. We're changing it to... To gyros, gyros. Yeah. I don't want to talk about kebabs anymore, dude. Why are we talking about kebabs, man? It's a gyro. I want a a gyro. (laughs) He's basically saying, like, look, we got invaded by these people 100 years ago. We kicked their ass, and then we just started fighting each other. So let's just work together and take it to them. Um, Only Thebes and Sparta hold out from this. Thebes because they were just too proud and Sparta because they had kind of always been working with the Persians. So they were like, no, thanks. You okay. guys have your fun. Well, this might be outside of your scope of knowledge, but I know at one point Sparta was run by women exclusively. Was this the time period? No, I think that was way before this. I thought it was after. I think it was basically the fall of Sparta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I don't, I don't know when that period was. It was like... Th- th- Okay, so to quickly summarize it, the way that the women gained all the power was because of the inheritance laws. So they had so many warriors and all the money would go to either the daughters or the wives. And this just kept happening. So like all, all the banks were basically just women. And they just like dried up the whole economy, as anyone would. It was the same thing you would hear today. They just dried up the entire Sparta economy and just like collapsed everything. I don't know when that was. Yeah. Um, right now, they're still not collapsing. They're just kind of hanging out. There's actually one... I'll give the Spartans some credit. There's one cool line they have that happened around this time. Philip basically goes to them and says, 
hey, if I come down there with my army, I'm going to kick your ass and take all of your money. And the Spartan reply is just one word, if. Oh, if nice. you come down here. Yeah. yeah. Pretty <laughs> yeah. badass. That's yeah. badass. I, uh, yeah. you, could, you could do a two-liner, which would be fun, too, which was, what money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so this you is pretty... yeah well you could yeah you could have put the as if in there. Come on, closer yeah. explains it all style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's 337 BC when this is happening. Philip's like, "Come on, let's um let's invade Persia." Like I said, there's the revenge aspect to it. Um you know, conquering the Ionic cities on the coast of modern-day Turkey that used to be Greek, you know, get them out from under the Persian yoke. Um and also just simple wealth. That's like the wealthiest, it's the wealthiest empire in the world. It has all the biggest cities in the world. Um, and not just like the Mediterranean, Middle Eastern world, literally the world at this point. Do, do you know if, uh, did Persia have contact with China at all? Limited, because the Gobi Desert and the Himalayas get in the way. But they had contact with the Indian um, kingdoms and empires. Okay. And they were the connection to China. Oh, okay. All right. And then they had like the there's these desert nomad kingdoms in the Gobi Desert, like modern Tibet. Yeah. So like they're the traders, so they don't have direct contact to like the Han speaking dynasties, but right. they have connections to them more right, so than the Greeks do. The Greeks has, have no idea they even exist. Yeah, because I feel like the the I don't know if anything's getting passed along to the Chinese from these traders. The Chinese are like writing on paper like. Oh, these guys are dicks. Like, they're using a fucking <laughs> iMac. Just like, oh, yeah. whoa. <laughs> yeah. What's going on over here? They're fighting over fucking this frankincense? We can synthetically make that from spiders come. They're fighting over stoned hippies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Very weird. So, like I said, it's going to be a coalition army. The Macedonians are going to be the bedrock. And then all of the Greek cities are going to have to send troops. Because some historians say... Oh, this is because it would, you know, that's how you fight a war back then. And then others are like, no, these people are little more than hostages to like keep the Hellenes loyal while Philip leads this army. So like, basically, bring all their defense with them. That way, they can't rise up in rebellion. It's probably a little bit of both, depending on who you ask. Um, and for Philip, it's not I'm gonna conquer all of Persia. It's just I want to conquer those cities on the coast. That's all. Very small. It's, you know, it's a big project, but... Uh, but that's not... where the tourists are. Yeah, it's where the tourists are. Right. Yeah. And these are the same... Correct me if I'm wrong. These are the same cities that, like, people were fighting during the Crusades and shit, right? Like, where Accra is. No, further, further north. Further um, north, okay. Yeah, so not Israel, Gaza, but Turkey. It's the oh, okay. coast, coastline of Turkey, and even not even the southern coastline, just the western coastline. Oh, I gotcha. So they want to yeah. conquer that urethra of Europe we were talking yeah. about, the yeah. Dardanelles. It's like, I want to conquer is- modern-day Istanbul, and then following the coast down, no one's going to know, I don't even know the names of those cities nowadays. But gotcha. Halicarnassus is probably on a lot of Probably a lot of Zs and like weird fucking carrots And like T-Y-K yeah. starting it, yeah. Mm. yeah. The gross phonetics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, all this time, Philip and Olympias... Olympias was his wife number one. He's got about 15 wives at this point, probably. Maybe more. Um, but she's always a number one. Alexander is always prime boy. He is the future of the kingdom. That changes, and we don't really know why. Around, right around this time, right before he, Philip is preparing to leave on this grand expedition. Because he marries 
for again, but this time he's not marrying a foreigner, he's marrying a Macedonian named Cleopatra. Not the Cleopatra you're thinking of. The Cleopatra you're thinking of is named after this Cleopatra, probably. Wow. Because the Cleopatra you're thinking of, who is f- like 400 years later, she's part of a kingdom that starts after Alexander dies. It's a whole big mess. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about, I think it was on the last year's countdown. We did a Cleopatra, and it wasn't the Cleopatra. Right? It might have been, been this one, or there's another one later that I think we was, probably won't even need to talk about, but there's another I, one. I think it was, like, much later. It was, like, Cleopatra the Fourth or something. Yeah, it was, oh, yeah. It was 1906. Yeah. <laughs> It was actually, she had a, a many links, or all my links, and uh, you could go visit her Amazon store where she sold all these, <laughs> wanted all these dildos, and she mm, It's nice, yeah. Hands. Golden blue dildos yeah. with sand on them. Um, <laughs> so you're saying he falls out of good graces with his parents, right? And did you just well, say that? Well, not his parents, just his papa. Oh, just looks papa. Like just, it, Philip got a new side chick who turns into his main squeeze. Okay. Because not only is she a Macedonian, which is different than marrying all these foreigners for diplomatic reasons, um, he also elevates her to be on the same status as Olympias. So, like, she's appearing on coins with him when they have ceremonies. Both of them are standing next to him rather than just Olympias. Um, This is no good. Alexander's like, what the fuck? Am I being replaced? Are you replacing my mom? I don't like this. And remember, Olympias all along has been whispering to Alexander, you know, maybe Philip's not your dad. Maybe Zeus is your dad. Oh, mm, yeah. Remember. Big, the big, big Z, little dude. different. The big Z. The big man. Big Z raper coming down from Mount Olympus, fucking yeah. slanging dick. Mm-hmm. Probably your dad. <laughs> so on the wedding day itself, um, there's a nobleman named Attalus who's going to play a key role over the next few hours or so. Um, he is Cleopatra's uncle. So this is a big day for him. His niece is marrying the king. He insults Alexander by insinuating that he's not Philip's son um, and that he's going to no longer be the heir. He's not insinuating that Zeus is his son. He's basically insinuating that um, Olympias has been banging a bunch of dudes on the side and that Alexander is just a bastard child. Yeah, he's calling him a bastard. Not like, your dad ain't no god. Your dad is someone stupid that you never (laughs) met. Yeah. That's rude. That hurts. Yeah, and Alexander's 19. He's a hot, hot, hothead still. Aristotle never quite, you know, knocked that out of him. So Alexander's screaming back at him. Um, Philip, and again, Macedonians, they love drinking a lot, more than most ancient peoples, let's say. Um, one of the reasons that the uh, Hellenic people didn't like the Macedonians is they drank undiluted wine. So right. basically ancient wine, you'd mix at like a 50-50 water to undiluted version, and the Macedonians just slopped it up. Yes, I remember you mentioned that last week, and um, yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about it, but go yeah. on. So they're getting hammered. This is like... Well, yeah, so they're drinking Bud Heavies, and the rest of the place are drinking Barry Larkins. They're drinking, like, Bud Heavies with Everclear poured into it, while everyone else is drinking Michelob Ultra. <laughs> oh, right. everyone else was weird. Yeah, so Everyone else was an uncle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... And in this argument, Philip draws his sword on Alexander and is, like, going to slice at Alexander in front of everybody. Um, and because he's shit-faced, trips over himself and falls on the ground. Ah, and, yeah. <laughs> There's your great it leader. Kind of, kind of diffuses the tension, but Alexander is quoted as saying, 
Look at the man who is preparing to cross from Europe to Asia, and who can't even keep his balance when crossing from one couch to another. <laughs> nice. Burn, Dad. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, you Dad. You yeah. can use that Alexander quote next Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. You can definitely <laughs> use that one. Everyone can switch. use that. Yeah. Um, so Alexander storms off, like, right after this. He brings his mommy with him, and they head off back to her homeland of Epirus. This is no good. Um, Philip, even in his rage, he disowns and disinherits Alexander and divorces Olympias, claiming she is adulterous. And this is not good, because, you know, Philip's preparing to go conquer the greatest empire in the world, or not conquer, just attack the greatest empire in the world. You know, can't have an upset son and ex-wife at home, I guess. Yeah, but, like, sometimes you just go buy the dumbest-looking yellow Corvette you can find, and then your family problems disappear. Yeah. Yeah. In this case, he'd probably buy a big horse and sit on it for an afternoon. A, a uh, low-profile horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so remember, Alexander, because of this falling out, now he thinks even more and more about the fact that, you know, maybe he isn't my dad. If he's going to go through all this, maybe I definitely am the son of a god. Hmm. Um, so Philip knows he has to fix this, though. He kind of cools off after the wedding. His hangover probably goes away, and he's like, oh, shit, like, I got I to gotta apologize and make things right. It feels like a Napoleon Dynamite bit. Probably isn't even my real dad anyway. My dad's probably God. <laughs> I'm probably the son of Zeus. Yeah. yeah. Zeus my mom told my... me that she had a thunderbolt strike her womb. <laughs> my mom's got fat titties and she doesn't lie to me. <laughs> so who steps into this um, breach between father and son? But one, Demaritus, the Corinthian that had bought the horse Bucephalus for Alexander 10 years ago. He says, you know, you both trust me, we're sp I'm friends with both of you, so let's, let's negotiate a reconciliation between you boys. And it works. Um, Philip welcomes Alexander back into Pella. He makes it very clear to everyone that this Alexander is my heir, and nothing will change that in the future. He is my son, and he will be the king when I am gone. Now, did he have uh, half-brothers or anything that were floating around being like, oh, I'm actually the son of Nike, and I'm the son of Hermes? Well, considering <laughs> Philip had like 15 to 20 wives, he probably had a shitload, but it was always, like, up until this breach, it was always clear Alexander is prime son. Right. And he probably had a bunch of um, brothers and sisters. He did, and we're about to talk about his one full sibling, who's also named Cleopatra. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right, so that's his full sister. I'm just going to call, call her uh, his sister. So his sister, Cleopatra. So that's how he's going to try and reconcile with Olympias, because Olympias is holding out more than Alexander was. Alexander hears, you're going to bring me back his son? Fine, I'm good. How are you going to make mom happy? So what, here's what Philip's plan is. He's getting to marry his daughter Cleopatra to the king of Epirus. So that would be a very good match for, um, you know, he and Olympias' daughter to marry a king. The king of Epirus is also named Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking maybe like 1-800-Flowers.com or something, you know? Like just, uh, oh, no, a lot, way more better. complex than oh, okay. that. All right. Because not only is this King Alexander um, the king of Epirus, he's also Olympias' full brother. <laughs> oh, Okay. So, not only is he Olympias' full brother, which means 
he's Cleopatra's uncle. uncle. He's also Philip's ex-boyfriend. Oh, you oh. mean with tongues and kissing? Yeah, so basically, <laughs> Philip is going to marry his daughter to his brother-in-law that he used to sleep with. So Cleopatra, his daughter, is marrying her uncle, who's also her dad's uh, porn. It's, and yeah, yeah it's blood, all messed up. Blood uncle and butt boyfriend. Blood uncle uh, and best friend. This, butt boy. Yep. this section is brought to you by Pornhub, apparently exclusively <laughs> yeah. making incest porn. Uh, yeah, I feel like Pornhub probably just read the stories of Alexander and is like, oh, this is a gold mine. <laughs> you so know they weird. didn't do that. You know, they <laughs> yeah, they didn't yeah, read so, anything. Just to keep it, um, just to wrap it up. So we have King Alexander of Epirus, Olympias's brother, Philip's ex-boyfriend. He is going to marry Philip and Olympias's daughter, Cleopatra. And Oof. that will bring Olympias back into the fold with Philip, I guess. Dude, uh, my brother is going to, my uncle, my brother is going to marry my daughter. That's great. Yeah. That's a great time. He that lives is- two trailers over. But it's the shiniest trailer. It's a brand new. It's the best trailer. It's the best one. It's It's an Airstream. Yeah. (laughs) Now, while this is all going on, Philip has more domestic issues piling up on the eve of his invasion of Persia. So, not only does Philip have all these um, lovers that are of equal footing of him, you know, fellow noblemen that they're all just sleeping together, he also has royal pages um, that also double as bodyguards. They're all young boys. I can think you can see where this is going. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Because he has just replaced his uh, royal page number one, who was named Pausanias. He replaced him with a new best boy named Pausanias. Oh, that's good. Well, he probably <laughs> chose him so he wouldn't like get stumbled up. Yeah, so he would, never, he would never forget um, how, to, like, how to word it. Yeah. Yeah. What's your name again? Oh, don't worry. Built it in. Yeah, and it's that's like, why you oh. always yeah. That's why you should always date people with the same name. Yeah, yeah. pick one. Never and go switch with it up it. on yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna stick with Bill, stick with Bill. If you're gonna stick with Megan, stick with Megan. Mm-hmm. And don't don't start with Marv. It's gonna be rough for you. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So old Pausanias, and again, he's not old. He's like twenty. Old, but I'm just gonna say old because he's the one that's been replaced. Old Pausanias is enraged. He's really pissed that he got replaced with new Pausanias. So at a banquet or a feast or something, he just starts hurling insults at the new one. Um, basically, it's weird because he's basically yelling at the new Pausanias that he's too much of a receiver, let's say, in oh. the lover's world. Um, I see what you're doing over there. I see how much you're cranking this pecker. I yeah. see what's going on. Yeah, he you enjoys never lay it your own- too much. Basically, that's kind of one of the insults. If you want to yeah. be a good page, you got to draw the line, eh? eh? Yeah, you can't <laughs> have a boner while you're taking it. <laughs> you know what? I see you cranking his pecker. I do it way better than you. Way less often. He asks all time from you because you do it bad. What you do, yeah. the way you do it, is bad. What I did was awesome. I cranked it nice. <laughs> you crank it real soft. You that's kind of it- what he's yelling at him. <laughs> you leave him wanting more. Yeah. I finish him up. He goes back to work. I send him back to work, my boy, after I crank his pecker. So I'm going to pretend that he said exactly that because keep that in mind because it's so apparently so terrible that new Pausanias has, has been insulted so much that in the next time they're fighting a battle, which is like a couple of days later, 
he hurls himself in front of all the blows directed at Philip in an act of suicide. Oh, well, that's <laughs> so not going to turn him on. No, yeah. basically, he just stands in front of Philip, like, and with drops his shield and just like allows himself to be slaughtered by the enemy while protecting King Philip. That fucking so hurts. dramatic. Yeah, a very dramatic suicide. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. like death by cop, but instead it's death by army in front of your boyfriend. Yeah, couldn't he have just gotten the toaster, gotten the tub, thrown the toaster in? I mean, come on. No. They didn't have the... The toasters weren't here yet. They were still in Persia. Yeah. They had they actually had fire in them. So if you threw an old-fashioned toaster in, it would just turn off the toaster. Yeah. It was very safe, actually. Yeah. That's how you turned it off. Turn off yeah, the toaster so, uh, Toaster's done. Yourself. It's wet now, but it's, <laughs> stop cooking. Mm-hmm. A very unusual way of committing suicide. Nonetheless, it succeeds. He's dead. Now, Atlas, remember, he's the guy who started all of this domestic trouble when he insulted Alexander. He's the uncle of the Cleopatra that Philip married, not the Cleopatra that's Philip's daughter. It's confusing. Um, he also was a big lover of the new Pausanias that had just committed suicide. He loved that guy also. So he's upset. Because old Pausanias basically drove this guy to commit suicide. So how does Attalus respond to old Pausanias doing this? Well, we spoke about date rape or uh, roofing earlier. He does that. He basically roofies him and then has all of his fellow noblemen gang rape old Pausanias. And then also tosses him to the stable boys to have their fun with him. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, don't let the let, don't let that term stable boys mislead you. Those guys are pretty. They can pump. Yeah, <laughs> and just, there's a lot of them. So he just wakes up what in the parking lot of Chili's and goes, "What the fuck happened?" He wakes up in the dumpster of the parking lot in Chili's. <laughs> Sounds like a regular Saturday night. God, know? I feel like I got I got ran through by some stable boys. I should really yeah. start calling them stable men. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Now Philip has kind of got a quagmire in his hands. He has. He can't offend or punish Attalus because that's his new uncle-in-law. And also, Attalus is like one of those noblemen who, you know how he said it's not a, uh, like a tyranny? You know, the king kind of rules but like a mafia don, so he can't piss off his capos type of thing. Right. Um, so he can't piss off Attalus. So in order to resolve the situation, and then let's, we can debate if it actually resolves anything, um, he promotes Attalus. By sending him to, like, the army that's being, um, the, like, uh, gathered for the big fight against Persia. So he promotes him to go command the camp that's there. So it's like, I'm going to promote you so you're still happy, but I'm removing you from the situation. Sounds good. And it's also that, like, is he, are you saying, like, he's part of the, like, chosen men, like, the front people that are going to go into battle first? Is he kind of, yeah. like, putting him out to it's pasture, not... sort of? Like, All right, no. our first wave is going to... No, no, no. It's like you're in command. I know I need you to be in command because like he can't afford to just get rid of this guy, but he can pawn him off by promoting him, but he's still promoting him. You know, he's still going to get a a better gig, Um, which just pisses off old Pausanias. He's like, that guy just gang raped me. Can you not promote him? I thought, you know, I thought we were kind of chill, but that's rude. Shut up, Pausanias. I don't care about you. Th- yeah, you killed hon- my new boy. <laughs> yeah, this honestly sounds like uh, the politics going on in like a concert band or something to get first <laughs> chair, right? Yeah. We're going to move you to first chair and you're going to have a solo, actually. That way you don't sit next to the other trombonists. Here's the thing. It's first chair, but it's second row. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's just so you don't butt heads with Derek anymore because Derek's yeah. been all of my shit. 
Um, yeah, so that's... <laughs> and then Philip also just tries to basically bribe old Pausanias by, like, giving him a shit ton of money. Um, and he doesn't forget. He's like, no thanks. I don't want this. I'm not gonna forgive or forget, but Philip's still trying to reconcile him. He's like, you're still one of the royal pages. You're still one of the bodyguards, alright? Not gonna go well. No, it doesn't... Bad decision. This, this sounds too... It's not strict enough. Yeah. Now, and you know Philip's not going to be giving him that attention anymore. His butthole's mad loose right now at this point. Yeah, he's got way other better boys than he's, old Pausanias. And he doesn't care. He's got so many wives. He's like, eh, I'm getting yeah. older. Eh. Kind too of much dribble- drama going on here. Basically just dribbles out of my body at this point. This is t- <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, this is terrible. Yeah, I just need to go for a brisk walk. I, I only have one eye. Falls. I've got a limp. I've got scars everywhere. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of over the whole sex thing. I kind of see what my son was saying when he was 13. <laughs> I kind of know what he's talking about now. I just want to play Greek Wordle um, <laughs> and just take Sundays for me, okay? Me time. Yeah. yeah. I don't even want to golf anymore. You know? watch, I'm going to listen to NPR in my, on my horse uh, while I'm smoking cigarettes. Listen, I know I didn't finish my laser hair removal scheduled surgeries, but I just don't, I don't care anymore. My back, all right, it's a little hairy. It's less hairy. <laughs> but it's a little hairy. But I'm done, okay? Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> so Philip's got all of this going on, um, and this is, now we're kind of caught up to where we were before. He's got this big wedding to plan between his brother-in-law boyfriend and his daughter. <laughs> so not only okay. is this wedding going to bring Olympias back into the fold, the wedding is also going to serve the purpose of like cementing his place as the leader of the League of Corinth, as the number one in all of Macedonia and Hellas, so that everyone's there. This is like the event of the summer for all of the Greeks at this time. This was probably also the event in history where God, Christian God, looked down and was like, these guys need Jesus, and started cooking yeah. that idea up. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be there in about 300 years, yeah. but... That's how long it takes me to shoot a load, all right? I got I to figure out how to do this. These astro loads coming in hot. Yeah. I like a long edge before I come, so. Yeah, yeah Zeus, Zeus was a quick shooter. Uh, yeah. Yahweh. Yeah, Zeus. You, Yahweh Zeus took a spitting. while. Well, yeah. fucking Zeus lived on a mountain. God had to go to all corners of the universe to pull his dick into one, like, functional being. It's yeah. different. Yeah. It's a lot of math that goes into that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, not only is it for that purpose as well, also Philip is starting to kind of take a play out of his wife's playbook and start to compare himself to the gods. Um, so there's this big procession going on, they're doing, um, dramatic, um, plays, because that's what the Greeks love, they love a good play. They would have play competitions, where like three actors would perform the same play, and then they would choose who did it best. So dumb. That kind of sounds like a like America's Got Talent, like an idea for a show. You could pitch that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Athens Got Talent. Yeah, right? Oh, that reminds me. I took a class at Suffolk Community about public speaking. And we, they did one of those. The teacher was like, we're all going to give the same two-minute speech. And we'll see who, who, who does it best. And I fucking slaughtered it because I didn't get on stage. <laughs> nice. I, 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 went, I was in the back of the audience, and I just went to the front and sat down. <laughs> and then stood up and turned around and delivered it. Crushed it. That, te- they, that teacher fucking hated me. Did they all give you the I have a dream speech? That would be a little awkward. No, nah, it was something dumb. Maybe it was. Okay. Maybe, maybe I should have done blackface. Yeah. If I had done blackface, maybe I would have sold it better. But I'm not, I'm not that cruel. Yeah. 
So this is going to be like a five-day wedding. I'm sure we've, you know, been to those weddings that people stretch into three-day weekends that really could have been like six hours. That's mm. what Philip's doing here. Yeah, yeah. So the first day is winding down, and there's going to be this big parade of, they're going to carry the statues of like the 12 major gods of Greece or Mount Olympus into the theater, and then Philip would be coming in right behind them. So just more, you know, projecting that I am God. Mm-hmm. And as he's walking out onto the stage, who would be there but his security guard, Old Pausanias, who springs out, has a dagger, stabs Philip right through the ribs. And this is, remember, these guys are all killers and fighters, so he knows exactly where the heart is. Gets him right in the heart Ooh. and just takes off running. And this is when John Wilkes Booth is like, oh, kill a guy in a theater. I love that. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, he read <laughs> that great. bit was like, I got And then an run idea. away. Yeah. Yeah. So, everyone's shocked. They run to Philip. He dies almost instantly because this is a great stab wound. Um, Pausanias is running through the theater. Three of Alexander's close buddies are chasing him down with spears. Um, they can see that there are horses that are clearly set up, ready for Pausanias to like, hop on and escape. Um, so this is planned in advance. You know Who's helping this guy? Um, but, kind of like John Wilkes Booth when he broke his leg by jumping out of the theater... Pausanias trips over a tree branch, and Alexander's companions stab him to death with some spears. That fucking tree. Yeah. yeah. Never saw that coming. Yeah, would have so, gotten away if not for you dirty tree, little tree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so not only is Philip dead when he's at his crowning glorious moment, um, in a kind of a Jack Ruby shooting Oswald situation, the killer is dead, so now no one knows... Is it just the killer working alone? Did he have the help of the CIA? Were the Russians helping him? Wait What's a going minute. on? Wait a minute. These people were not smart enough to have, like, <laughs> intelligence agencies that we could be so questionable about. <laughs> you just know some guys want him dead. Maybe it's just oh, yeah. one of some guys or a bunch of some guys. Mm -hmm. It's irrelevant. Yeah. It's not like here. The Jack Ruby thing was just retarded. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they might have more intelligence than you'd think, Tom. They got a lot of free time. They got a lot of butts to bang. They got here's, a lot of here's bedtime the, talk, you know, table side, you know. I'm not out. saying that they're. I'm not the saying they're not talk. smart. What I'm saying is the formats in which you, uh, you log intelligence was just like a piece of paper that took forever to peel off a tree. Or they didn't have paper. Yeah, that's that's best case scenario. So everyone's got they're, marble. They're carving and stuff. it into steel rock and clay right that's how they sent messages yeah but tom the pow the cia doesn't have the power of pillow talk it's true uh i beg to differ <laughs> i'm just thinking about it how jack do you think the mailmen were since they're just carrying around clay tablets <laughs> 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 probably about as jack on amazon yeah yeah just junk mail again shut up <laughs> capital one yeah so everyone's shocked philip is dead What's going to happen next? Um, there's no guarantee that Alexander will become king, even though he's, you know, the heir in Macedonian court politics. Um, sometimes that doesn't go as smoothly because he has to be hailed as king by all of his capos, basically. Mm. So if they go against Philip's wishes, there's not much Alexander can do to, you know, counter it. And everyone's a little suspect. You know, who benefits from Philip's death other than Alexander? Mm. You know, now he's king. Did he plan this? Did he have a... Did he, has, he and his mom play a role in his death? Or was it someone else, you know, pulling the strings? Mm. Maybe the guy who just pulled his pecker best was real mad at the other guy. 
Yeah, it, you know, yeah. Occam's Razor. Maybe it was just old Pausanias was like, I fucking want to kill you because you ruined my butt. Yeah. <laughs> that would just make a lot of sense. I'm thinking it's probably Zeus coming down for a holiday and just being like, I don't know. You want to kill that guy? Let's have some fun. I need to rape more ladies. <laughs> Change this up. Yeah. Let's create some chaos, boys and girls. Yeah. All right. Is that where we're stopping for the day? We could we could also do the wrap up of the immediate aftermath if you want. Let's do the immediate aftermath. Yeah. And then we'll wrap this one and then we'll and then we'll continue this great yeah. story. That sounds good. So, now what? What's gonna happen? Is he gonna become king? Well, thankfully, the capos, the commanders, those guys, they follow Philip's wishes. They hail Alexander as their king. But Philip had the power over all of this, like, Macedonia and the League of Corinth. Will Alexander be able to get their support? No. In short, no. They almost immediately are like, Philip's gone? Sweet, we're out of here. So that's why I don't think Alexander or Olympias planned this. I think it was much more likely that it was Thebes or Athens working for it. Mm. Because Alexander, if he wanted to kill Philip, he would have poisoned him and been like, oh, he died in his sleep. I'm king now. Not had him murdered in front of thousands and thousands of people. Now, you mentioned also, Philip thought that he was, he was getting a whole idea that he was a god, uh, just like his son. Was he mm-hmm. also Zeus's boy? Oh, so I skipped over this before. I can go back to it. But um, this is Greece. All of the powerful people will claim, like, well, my father was this guy, and his father is this guy, mm-hmm. so on, so on, so on, until it's like, and then his dad was Apollo, you know? Oh, okay. Um, oh. So for Olympias... She would say that Alexander was Zeus's son, but for her whole family, they trace their divine heritage to Achilles, who was the son of a, or like the son of Apollo, I think, or something right. like that. So that Achilles is his lynch, like a divine um, being on his mom's side. From Philip, it's tracing it back to Heracles, Hercules, okay, um, who is who is Zeus's son. So. Right. Either way, he's got Zeus's lineage in his life, but is it his, you know, is it his dad or it is his, like great, 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 great granddad, you know, Dude, I mean, that type of thing. What a good character to look up to, Hercules. It's like the Arnold Schwarzenegger of ancient history, except if Arnold Schwarzenegger murdered his entire family. Yeah, uh, yeah, I like Kevin Sorbo. This is worse <laughs> than any horoscope I've ever heard. Any yeah. woman telling me their horoscope or weighing in uh, with any kind of validity this is much worse and they were all about it he was like no i'm definitely descended from achilles and i am his reincarnation you'll yeah. see yeah it's like no look, my dad his name was rob his dad's name was jack but his dad that was spider-man <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it's like yeah so i can't shoot webs but i have this thing in me where it's just like sometimes i feel like things are going weird and i'm just like eh, maybe it's my spider sense I can't shoot webs, but I think the real way to phrase it is I can't shoot webs yet. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it is like this is probably one of the dumbest things I've ever heard um, yeah. regarding lineage specifically and uh, mm-hmm. births. It's going to get stupider, so save that for Hell part yeah. like four or five. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, so now Alexander, he's able to consolidate the power in Macedonia. Um, but not in the wider Greek world. Um, and the army still doesn't respect him. They're kind of doing this because they loved Philip so much. Um, this is still Philip's generation. It's still all the commanders. Um, Alexander's generation is still mostly like the younger troops. Um, so he has to 
kind of consolidate immediate power, but he, even though he has it, before he even thinks about going outside of Macedonia. Um, so he buries his dad. Um, you know, that's the first step, because that's like a big part of becoming king, is like, you have to bury the previous king. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like I said, I don't think Alexander and Olympias had anything to do with it. I think there is the possibility that they knew about a plot and just kind of let it happen, you know, like a little FDR Pearl Harbor type of situation. Right. Mm. Um, but less likely that they actually planned it because there's been no benefit to planning it. You got the big one there, 9-11. <laughs> yeah, oh, right, Bush doing 9-11. Well, Bush yeah. did 9-11. Yeah. They, yeah. they all do. That's all, not, that's... all of them. Janet yeah. Reno knew. Uh, Condoleezza Rice, Jay Leno, they all knew. I was implying that they did it, not that they knew and did nothing. <laughs> yeah, they just did it. Bush yeah. did yeah. 9-11. They just Bush, yeah. he, was the, he was the pilot. We knew he flew planes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually um, he astro projected into a bunch of Arab men's brains, and he yeah. did it, dude. Because if you go back, you go back to Bush Senior, then you go back one more, and then you're you know you're gonna go back to Reagan because that was his dad, and then yeah. you're gonna keep going further <laughs> and further back, and you're gonna get um, Steve Jobs. You'll get Steve Jobs. Yeah, <laughs> my great 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 grandfather was Steve Jobs, and um, he invented small things. Yeah. So, another, there's a lot of evidence why that Olympias might have known about it and allowed it to happen. First of all, she never had a great relationship with Philip. Like, you know, they both loved Alexander, but that might have been all they had in common. Um, Because not only does she place a golden wreath on Pausanias' corpse as it is hanging from a crucifix because he killed the king, she puts a little, you know, crown on him. Um, then she also t- has his body taken down and buried with respect. So not the thing you'd do for your husband's murder if you didn't like the fact that your husband was murdered. And then a couple months later, he came back from the dead and moved the rock. Bam, Pausanias, king. King Flynn's. <laughs> king Pausanias. Nice. Yeah. Uh, no, so while Alexander is kind of settling his own scores um, with people who might have threatened his rule, so I remember how Philip um, came to power, he was like, the regent to his nephew, who was kind of like a lame duck. Like, we don't know if he was mentally disabled or developmentally disabled or didn't want to be king. Who just liked gaming too much? Yeah, just probably like a gamer and was like, yeah, sure, I'll let my uncle be king. I don't really want to be king. Alexander has him killed almost immediately. Good. Um, claims it was be- Yeah, claims it was because he plotted against Philip, but I think that's very unlikely considering this guy never wanted to be king. It's more just Alexander is like, I'm going to prevent anyone from rallying around this guy who might oppose my rule. So he's dead. Smart. Get him out of the way. Yeah. Olympias. So fucking iceberg that fucking Titanic. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Get him out of the way. Iceberg did not, did Titanic. That's the real story. Iceberg did not. Titanic. Turns out, as it turns out, it's water that was frozen. <laughs> yeah. Big iceberg. It's, yeah. it's a perfect um, crime. Yeah. <laughs> Olympias one-ups her son by settling her own scores. And who would be her first target but... Cleopatra, not her daughter, but Philip's bride that he elevated to be on level with her. Oh, yeah, she, that bitch is getting it. Yeah. This is, uh, again, we don't know if any of this is true, and ancient writers always had a tendency to make women extra cruel because they're like, women don't belong in the story, so if they're in the story, they're going to be big meanies. Just like the modern-day gay. Yeah. Villains. So, well, <laughs> all of them. Villains, all of them. So what does she do but take the uh, Cleopatra's young daughter, who's like less than a year old probably, and was reported to have roasted her over a brazier. Oh, wait! In a front brassiere? of Cleopatra. 
a, it's like a brazier. It's I know I'm saying it the way but it's B R A Z I E R, which is like a flame grill thing. Like, oh, hey, baby, baby on the Barbie. Yeah, hey. little baby on the Barbie. All right, just a Barbie. Then we'll go. All right. Yeah. Hmm. Um. And then she does this in front of Cleopatra. So Cleopatra has just had her husband murdered in front of her, thinks that it might have been Olympias who planned it, and then watched her daughter be burned alive by this woman. Uh, and then Cleopatra, uh, Olympias basically forces her to commit suicide. She kind of just like ties a rope and puts a chair under it, and is like, you know, do what you must, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> like, whew, yeah. I don't want the, uh, the blood on my hands, so Cleopatra hangs herself. That's kind of like, so she could have just stood there forever, as long as she could, and kind of thought yeah. about it. That's kind of what the Simpsons are doing now. Yeah. That's like, that's a very Millhouse move. Yeah. Well, you know Millhouse is, that's how the show ends. Millhouse just fucking <laughs> yeah. hangs himself in the closet. <laughs> mm. It's very sad. It's yeah. not. It's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Olympias claims that she did this because they were part of the plot to kill Philip. Definitely not true. Just settling scores the way Alexander is. Um, Alexander doesn't really like that his mom did this. He's, you know, he's apparently upset with her, but he doesn't punish her. He's kind of like, you know, he shouldn't have done that, but whatever. Oops. What, whatever. Yeah. Oopsies. Whatever. Oops, all roasted baby. The yeah. new flavor. Most of so, the time you, you hear someone say you shouldn't have done that, it's like not followed by anything. Like, yeah. there's no, you're going to jail. You shouldn't have done that. It's no, like, it's, it's eh. one or the other. <laughs> you shouldn't have done that. Uh, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> So it is now June of 336 BC. Alexander is 20 years old. He is king of Macedonia. His advisors are arguing him to, you know, be cautious, maintain some delicate diplomacy, maybe marry off some sisters to the Hellenic cities to, like, reconsolidate what Philip had built. But that's not Alexander's way. He says, fuck that. I am going to use the greatest military force that's ever been assembled, and I am going to take what is mine which is not just the Hellenic cities, but Alexander had had this idea for a while after all of his studies that the Persian Empire is right there for the taking. Not the way Philip thought. Not just conquering off that little slice of Turkey. Alexander realizes, like, look, they have a very decentralized government. I could take over that government by winning one or two battles, and then I could be the king of kings. And he's 20 years old, and that's his plan. Dude, that's a plan to have when you're 20 years old. What was my plan? I don't know where I can score drugs. My plan was to try and not have class on Friday so I could get drunk on Thursday night. I was trying to start a hip-hop career. <laughs> yeah. We should have tried to conquer Iran, guys. If I just knew Iran, if I knew how to pronounce it, yeah. then I would have been there. I still say it wrong. I still, I am an Iran guy. Yeah. I'm an uh, Iraq. Yeah. Very disrespectful, but either way, Alex uh, obviously has some. Oh, he's got some mustard to cut, if you know what he's I mean. He's got some visions of grandeur, mm. not but, delusions, because they're gonna come true. But he's got his boy, his horseman. I mean, and once you—it's a boy, a boy and his horse. What's his name? The horse's name again? The star of the show. The horse is Bucephalus. Bucephalus, a little Bucky yes. boy, little Alex Oxhead. Busey. Yeah, Alex Bucephalus, and then his best friend forever, Hephaestion. His Patroclus. His Hephaestion. Hephaestion. Yeah, it's like H-E-P-H-A-E-S-T-I-O-N. Hephaestion. It's a really gross name. It really is. Heffy. Yeah, heffy. Oh, that's fun, actually. I like Heffy. <laughs> yeah. Heffy and Alex. 
Hefe. Yeah. I think I went to school with a Hefe. Yeah. Maybe a I was just, man? Maybe I just called someone that out of meanness. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's, we've got a lot ahead of him. He's got to conquer the known world. Yeah, so we started last episode with him finally being born. Now he's finally king. Maybe yeah. by the end of next episode, he'll be great. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> All right, uh, tune in next week when we uh, continue this story. Um, I'm, I'm bubbling with excitement. I want to see who gets fucked up next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, history, as far as we know, it's all made up. And here's the case point. Thanks for listening to Russ Mortem. Please yeah. cite us on all of your research papers, even the ones uh, for your med school logs. Make it yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah, I could teach you a thing about biology, about where the even birds your math are, classes. Yeah, birds in the zoos comes from. <laughs> Trigonometry. <laughs> cite Russ Mortem. Why not? What is that? Like three angles of a side equals a whole. I don't understand. There you go. Something like that. I don't know. But uh, thanks for listening, lovely people. Guys, I'll catch you next week. Later. Bye. Thank you.